Last time on Geek Force, the squad gave the highest of praise to the newest black TV shows, Abbott Elementary, Grand Crew, and Bel Air. Marlon talked about the announcement of the new Pokemon game in Spain, Scarlet and Violet, and we wrapped talking about our newest garbage binge watch, Love is Blind Season 2. So stick around and see what's happening now on Geek Force. Welcome, this is Geek Force, where pop culture rules all. My name is Raymond, that is not Kat, and, uh, but she'll join us next week. Today, we have the wonderful squad of Marlon and Eming with us. How are you two doing today? Hey, 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 Kat, your voice got so much deeper, Kat. Excellent. Everyone, Kat has a cold. (laughs) Kat has a cold that that is still Kat. Kat just has a cold right now and her voice is just very low. That was amazing, Ray. Good job. See, Ray, like I, verbatim, I, that was fantastic. When you were asking, I was like, no, I, I got this. I, I've, I've replaced Marlon a couple times. I think I can replace Kat a couple times if it comes up. Marlon blacks out I, during the first minute of the show. I truly have that. Like, I have something similar to like when you're playing with a child and it's like you cover their eyes like everyone is gone. I'm literally like, great. I did my thing. I am done. There's no more dialogue. Uh, everything is quiet right now. I did my job. I'm done. <laughs> Fully Talk to you in a minute. Fully just blinders on of like I did a thing I'm done I did my job I wait until I get like screen called like great Marlon say things you got it to you (laughs) Uh, to me yes Uh, we're so excited to be back everyone and we're gonna start right away with uh, some recent garbage and you know uh, I love it I'm all about it Um, and y'all may have heard me talking about love is blind uh, last week and then over on uh, Instagram I was live posting about it uh Eming and Ray, did y'all watch Love is nope. Blind at all? Just let me know. I saw clips. I saw your clips. Yeah. I saw things online. So I have a very general idea. Basically, everyone is trash except for like two people, give or take. Pretty much, yeah. And one guy who was super trash. Yo, Shake. Yes. As far as I can tell. Uh sounds like a narcissist. It was uh, bad. but yeah. It, yep. So y'all like. The show already off rip is um, it's a bad idea. Like it's like the whole premise of the show is that love is blind and we're going to get these people and they're going to be in this like compound and they're going to do these like seven to eight minute long dates with these like randos. You never see each other until you get enough love for their personality to propose for them. And then you go on to this honeymoon and you marry them and the drama ensues. And there were definitely couples that brought the most drama. Shake was one of them. Uh, Shake also, I think, the reason why he got the most ire primarily was uh, due to the fact that people assumed that he learned a lot. That they like great because he came in <laughs> and he was like asking girls like, "Hey, I like to buy women clothes. Like, what size are you?" And it's like, "Ugh." Or he's like, "Hey, like, I like women that work out. Do you work out? Because we can work out together." And it's like, "Ugh." And then the last thing he said, he asked someone like, "Hey, so I like going to concerts. Will you be someone I can put on my shoulder? What like would that be difficult to do?" And it was all very much of like he wanted to know how much these women weighed. Because they didn't want to like find like That's a bigger gross. woman, and it was disgusting. So and there was one woman, and there was a woman named Deeps who was like, "You can't ask women that," and like fully just described to him like why he can't. But she also found like the niceness in him, and it seemed like she had like triggered a change in this um, horrible human being. Uh, and then fast forward, of course, and nothing had changed, and he was still a, a, a piece of garbage. Of uh, and so we assume great, he's going to be garbage. We didn't assume. 
that when the reunion starts, before they even start asking any of the questions, he has to have the first word off the rip. The cameras are rolling. Nick Lachey, Vanessa Lachey, they, they just finished saying welcome to the reunion. He puts his hand up and goes, who's in charge of editing? Because I feel like I was edited in bad light. And everyone's like, my dude, we just started. Like, <laughs> just on this show. And your first comment is, I want to talk to whoever edited the series because they did me dirty. And literally all the men at some point are just like, dudes, just stop. Like, we haven't even gotten to you. You need to. And every time, he was the third in line. And they go through the whole thing of, like, asking each couple about, like, relationship, why it didn't work out. And without fail. Shake inserted himself into everyone's conversation of like, well, you see, like he wasn't feeling her, you know, because the show is bad. And it's like my guy. And at some point, everyone's like, shut up. Like everyone on both sides of the couch is like, can you please shut up? No one likes you. And at a certain point, Nick Lachey evidently say, you know what? We're just going to go right to you because you keep interrupting. We go right to him. He goes on this tirade about how, and again, there were some parts that I think are relevant make that makes sense like hey this show is it doesn't make sense love is not blind which is like great you can say that but instead he's like you know i got on the show and like everyone was like being really mean about my interactions with people and like they painted me to be the bad guy i'm not the bad guy love is blurry like what if i like women that look a certain way that's not a bad thing and everyone's like cool like you didn't have to be on the show my guy like you didn't have to be on the show at a certain point like vanessa lachey at a certain point just just goes from being the neutral host to just going for this guy of like, nice. you're an asshole. You came on the show not looking for love. And she says, you came on the show looking for someone to fuck. And you couldn't find that here. And that's why you're so angry. And he was like, no, that's not true. Nuh-uh. I like everyone. I'm attracted to everyone. Matter, I mean, I wouldn't date any of you, maybe except for you, Vanessa. Mind you, he says to Vanessa, like, I wouldn't mind dating you. Nick Lachey is right next to her. And he gives him a look. And you can clearly see that he's like, I, this is being recorded and I can't have a comment right now, but I have several comments for you. <laughs> and they just keep pushing by, like, we're just going to move on. And it just got up where like, he's telling people to shut up. And there's this really awesome guy, um, sometimes awesome named Jarrett, uh, who was on the, who was like on the show with them. And at a certain point, you can clearly see that he's telling him, if you keep talking, we can solve this. And he's like, what do you mean? He was like, oh, you know what I mean. You can keep talking and we can solve this. And at that point, he stops like kind of being like as loud and boisterous. But literally, it, it got to a certain embarrassing point where every woman on the couch and every man collectively said, you are a bad human being. There's no redeemable qualities to you. You're horrible. Everyone sees it. Everyone knows it. The only failure here is you. And he just kind of sat there for the remainder of the show. And I just remember sitting there being like, my man, was your goal to come here and like go on the offensive? Because you came way too strong. Like he was like, I got to defend myself. And I was like, great, you could wait your turn. But you were gunning for literally like, I need to get my words out there. People are being <laughs> mean to specifically me and I must fix this. And at the end of the day, what I can kind of see happening was I think he one was aware that he sucks and he, you know, the editing wasn't going to save him. But two, I think he's trying to do this thing that happens in a lot of reality TV shows, specifically these dating shows. He's trying to spin for some other stardom, some other fame. Like he's trying to find some way to like bounce out and like 
be famous elsewhere. We know he's a DJ on the side. He's like a dime a dozen Miami DJ who's trying to make it big. Uh, we know that this is definitely going to like bolster his following. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Shake on another reality TV show trying to keep this on and popping because he is mm. loving the hate he's receiving. And on the plus side, the girl that he was mean to deeps is receiving a ton of love online. Like she's an amazing individual. She's so kind. She's so nice. So the entire internet is like, great. Like she's fantastic. We're going to keep her in our hearts and our thoughts and prayers. We hope that shake gets bitten by a snake and happens to like go into a coma. <laughs> uh, is like, what's the internet's kind of going on right now. It's wild. Like I remember I, I went to a watch party and we just kept pausing and like had to have like screen breaks. They're just like, he won't shut up. He's making it worse. He's just digging that hole. He's like, I haven't dug it deep enough. I gotta keep going. Let, matter of fact, let me get the shovel and get and get a hole like and get a hole John Deere machine and dig an even bigger. I need to make this hole bigger. He just kept going deeper and deeper. It's like, my man, you gotta stop. Like you're not helping yourself here. All in all, if you haven't seen it, I honestly, I don't even think you even need to watch the like the rest of the show. Just watch the reunion because it was it honestly was all entertainment <laughs> I could possibly have ever needed. It was full of so much drama. Really? None like no other person mattered, and I think that was like the hilarious part about it is that you come away forgetting what anyone else was talking about, but he was the one focus for that hour. It was just him, it was just him and his drama for an hour. He left being like, "Cool, they're all doing okay and fine." That guy, that guy sucks, and. <laughs> Uh, he's going to always suck. And we also got a plug for their newest show, which is going to be the newest interesting piece of garbage. So, again, the premise of this show is that, you know, everyone's coming in single and they're leaving, you know, hopefully paired up. Their new show is called The Ultimatum, which is basically I'm, I'm calling it a, a very like swingers uh, adjacent, but like it's the worst kind of swingers where the couples are coming on this show and they're coming on the show because one person wants to get married and the other person hasn't proposed maybe is kind of on the fence about getting married so the whole premise is that the couple shows up and they hang out with other couples and they swap and they go to live with the other couple in like a different like place of living for a couple weeks and through whatever nonsense they signed up for that like this pairing could either be they said decide cool i'm gonna go back to my person i came with and we're gonna like work on getting married together or i'm gonna break this tie and link up with this new person and we're gonna have our own little marriage thing happening here and it's the perfect recipe for drama that I think Netflix is like, how can we make this even juicier? Love is Blind is juicy. It's like one of their like number one hits. Like it beats the circle. Like that's how drama filled it is. And so I'm like, cool. Like, can we make this more drama filled? Let's have them already be couples and let's have them actively break up their relationship on camera and potentially hook up with someone else and then figure out do I then go back to the person I came with and describe the fact that I slept with that person, but it was just an experiment to see if I liked them or not. So, so basically, oh my God. So, so basically for, for, for that show, you are given the green light to live with this other person, sex and everything in, that would pertain to a relationship. And then you leave and you're like, well, which one do I want? The one that I had or the one that that's there? Well, sex that's, isn't implied, but you absolutely know. Some it, people are like, it's, it's, it's going to happen. Because again, they're right. paying for these like romantic trips and these like like real nice venues, these really nice oh apartments. They're like cooking together 
And it's like, if you're someone who's actually already angry at your significant other for not like wanting to marry you <laughs> and you get a chance to meet someone who's like, I want to get married and they're like super romantic and they're going like the extra mob. Because again, this is a new honeymoon stage of a different relationship. Of course, you're gonna be like, this actually is a lot better than the last thing I had. So the drama is going to be right in there. But the issue is that it happens for both sides where it's like they're both switching. And so you so you you get this like clips of them like being like in other things like, oh, so and so is so nice to me. I feel like they understand me. And the other clip of someone being like, I wonder if they're like having fun without me. I can't get the, I can't get with this experiment. I hate it so much. Yeah, I you uh I would rather watch Love is Blind, to be completely honest with you. That other one just sounds like just sounds too painful. Like what I just I'm gonna watch a bunch of people get set up with uh and it's probably gonna have the same amount of toxic masculinity and all of that nonsense going on, but even worse because they're oh, just getting switched to someone else who also is probably just as dumb. Yeah, I uh the the polar ice caps are melting, y'all. They're are, uh, let's uh, <laughs> they're bigger fish to fry. Let's focus on that. Let's focus on that. <laughs> Mind you, this show was also going to be hosted by the Lachaise. And what's funny is that they like they previewed this trailer pick. on the reunion, so like the cast has to sit and watch this trailer and like applaud after it happens. Uh, but it's just, <laughs> it's just the it's the most random thing. And yo, big up, up big up to the Lachaise for like you know what we're gonna. We're going to lock into this uh, Netflix bag for as long as we can. We're going to get it popping. We're going to make it happen. And also, it's because like they, this show, I think, I think they might have already fit. They, I think they wrapped the ultimatum. It's coming out, I think, later at some point. So that's done. But they also wrapped season three of Love is Blind already. So this bag from Netflix for the Lachaise is getting bigger and bigger. And the thing is, they always release Love is Blind around February because of like Valentine's Day, just to stir that pot even more. So they're going to be doing this for a minute. I mean, Love is Blind is also spiraled like Love is Blind. You know, Japan, Love is Blind, Brazil. I believe it. Like, there's just so many other variations of this show. Uh, and they're all just drama filled with like different cultural aspects to it, which I think is really fascinating. It's just to kind of watch Love is Blind, Brazil, and like still see, okay, there's like the machismo, and then watch Love is Blind, Japan. And it's still like, oh, this man's like women blowing in the kitchen. Cool. Like, there's like, there's a unifying collective. Uh, masculinity happening across all these shows. And men are like, where men belong in the kitchen? I'm very traditional. This is not, I, I, I'm not going to bend on this. <laughs> Sigh. So if you got I'm time, assuming you're going to watch that when it comes out too. Yes. Uh, I've already watched four episodes of Love is Blind Japan. Yes. Uh, well, I meant the, the other show. Oh, the Ultimatum? The, the oh, Ultimatum. Yes. Uh, I, t- I fully thought I was done watching these kinds of shows after watching all the flavors of love. Like, I remember being in the early aughts and not missing any of the Flavor of Lust. Flavor of Lust season one. Flavor of Lust season two. Flavor of Lust season three. I love New York. I love New York season two. Oh, God. Uh, there were so many. Uh, oh, there was a one about uh, where they had Monique and it was like the Academy of Women who were like misbehaving on the other Flavor of Love. It was like the etiquette school. Where they were all oh, going to that, and yes, I watched. Yes, I love I Tila Tequila. I love uh, yes. the. Was it? Mm. It was. It was the rock star that always wore the bandana and the, and the cowboy hated. hat. Yes, I watched all of those. So I had to sort of was like, you know what? Maybe I should stop watching these. Now I'm pulled right back into it. Thanks to Love Is Blind, I'm back in. Well, luckily you're in a solid thing, so you don't have to like 
It can't. It can't fuck with how you feel oh, about no. your, your your partner. You're already in a it in works a honestly place in the opposite, life. and that's why I love it. Because if we're having like a day where like maybe uh, I ate the last avocado and it's like already kind of tense, we can turn on Love's Line and be like, "This man actively is on cocaine at his wedding and is having and is also telling his fiance that he hates her and that she's like the worst thing that's, that's ever happened to her." And it's like, you know what? In the grand scheme of things. That avocado's fine. We can get another avocado. <laughs> Things are okay. We're not at that point. It's life in perspective. It really does. It's like, oh man, like it could be that bad, but it's not. This we can go right now. Sure doesn't get a whole like eight pack of avocados. It's all good. We can fix this. <laughs> Sigh. Oh, love is blind. Nice. You love it. You love it. Just sigh. Um, while I, you've been watching all of this trash, uh, I've been slowly getting through um, what I've been told for a very long time is a great show. Uh, but it's been on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And who has Apple TV? Um, the answer to that question is, Biggest I hurdle. guess, white people. Because honestly, the only people that were telling me, go watch Ted Lasso, were... All I think it was like ninety ninety five percent white people, and I was just like, I'll get to this show eventually. I, if it's that good, right. then fine. I'll probably enjoy it when I do. Um, and so I've been finally watching it, and honestly, actually, yeah, this it, uh, Ted Lasso is hilarious. It's very good. Um, for those that don't know Damn the premise good. of Ted Lasso, it is uh, an American football coach who's like he had just he's just fresh off of like a a big win uh for a college i think a college team he was coaching for at the time and he's he was getting well known to be a coach he gets hired to go run a football club in uh britain and uh but his he doesn't know he's there because the new owner of the club wants the club to tank. Um, but that's he's there coming in trying to be his ultra positive self, and he's played by Jason Sudeikis, who honestly fits so perfectly into this role. Um, and this guy is like the most positive person I have ever seen on television. Uh, he but he's he's one of those characters like in all of these comedies they like they talk really fast, they have quick ones liners they're they're really witty um it's just it's just a fun little time listening to him talk and be his little character uh he plays a he does a good job with that um but honestly the highlights of the show are the football team because the football team is all different characters there are there's there's people from nigeria and and uh south america and a lot of british players and like all Danny of these Rojas, yeah Danny, Danny, Danny Rojas Rojas is, Danny is, is that's a that's easily one of the favorites if there has to be i think uh uh that character came on and i that guy had was on screen for like 30 seconds and i was just like this guy is size the best and um then i think it was season <laughs> the first episode of season two he has like a whole arc in that episode and i was just like no they they got feedback clearly from season one that this character is a high favorite so they gave him some screen time immediately um so yeah there's there's a lot mm-hmm. of really good uh well-written characters there it is um Unfortunately, because it's Apple TV, uh, I think one of my biggest comments is it is a very white show. It has very little uh, 
like it has very little brown characters. Most of them are on that are on the football team, mm. um, and the other main one is on the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but he's he's an interesting character too. He's he's always done very well. He's that Dr. he's Sharon. that nerdy character. Oh yeah, and then you have uh, you have the psychiatrist later on in season two and stuff. So um, good show. That means you, I I didn't realize Marlon that you had seen it too. But yeah, you can you can probably back me up in that. It is honestly a very good show so i'm looking good. forward to season three at this point um, <laughs> i really want to watch more of it i am upset that i don't have more episodes so you already finished season yes. two yes yes mm-hmm. yes the thing that's honestly been difficult is that there's been a lot of interesting shows released on very <laughs> on these streaming services and it's like damn now I got to buy this specific streaming service to watch this one show. And I remember getting uh, Apple TV for like the six month trial for Tit Lasso. And only because I was like, <laughs> I got to watch the show and I don't want to like, I don't want to buy it. I just want to get a trial then get in and get out. So thankfully, like I'm done with the trial next. I'm like, great. I, f- I finished season two. And now I got to wait to see what's going to happen. I think Camille might get some kind of discount on her thing. So I might swap it over to her. So I'm like, I'm not trying to pay for another one. I already have too many. Uh, but yeah, it's honestly, it's so good. Uh, the cast is amazing. I mean, Hannah Waddingham as like Rebecca is just She's fantastic. Really great. Uh, I mean, she, like, it was so amazing to watch because you're supposed to not like her in season one because again she's trying to do something that's like she's like attempting to be really mean to ted but like her like back and forth mentality throughout the whole season of like this guy's being so nice to me and it's so incredibly hard to go through with this plan to sabotage him but like every day he's like undeterred about me putting roadblocks in the way he just keeps coming back hey i appreciate you you got my back i got your back i'm gonna check in on you i'm gonna bring you biscuits i really like he's just he's so hard to be mean to that i think every character around him is just like this man is untouchable we keep trying to hurt his feelings and at the end of the day he keeps asking about our feelings and it's the most annoying thing for us and until, we're just like trying to push you him away him. <laughs> but he's like no 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 no, i'm really into you it, exactly until you're like oh, i love this guy i mean even like trent crim of uh they get into the a lot Regal. of they get a lot of like public they get it that's the other thing i do really like this show very subtly is not very subtly but it's like subtly but also not subtly trying to endorse book reading um, that was something that i noticed that uh, mm. a lot in this, this show is like every character almost every character they show so them showing lines. a book reading a book in a scene like there's some episodes where you see someone reading mm-hmm. a book in like three or four scenes in that one episode and i'm just like yes uh we should read more books you're right to lasso's show um uh and they get into they get into public <laughs> they get into like public things there's there's some cool arcs with the athletes on the team making public stands and there's some mm. cool arcs with a lot of good mental health storylines and um there's just a lot of like strong writing that happens in this show uh one of my other favorites is uh roy kent um the foul-mouthed uh old like he's roy the kent, oldest player on the team oh, yeah, yeah. he's on the edge <laughs> of like his retirement in football uh, but he's just been like the most amazing player of all time in the uh like over his career basically and he just always is cursing 10 times in a 10 word sentence and he is uh he's just really great with kids randomly for no reason and just all this other stuff is just like it's so hard to not
not love you. You're so you're so great. There's a lot of really good characters in that show. <laughs> cool. It's a, it's another great comedy with a great cast mm. with with that you will fall in love with pretty pretty quickly, and you're just you're just pulled in at that point because that's that's the best way to get a comedy going is love the cast and they will do anything and it will be funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, the scenes just feel so organic, especially when you know that like most of the scenes with like. Jason Sudeikis and like Brendan Hunt and I think Nick Muhammad, they're like often like just improv sometimes because they just kind of get into the zone of like just being ridiculous on camera. It's like, great, we'll just keep that in. Like there's a scene where like Jason Sudeikis jumps up and cracks his head on like the door and like falls forward. And Hannah's like, oh, are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And that makes it into the film because he's like, he stays in role of like, it's all good. I'll catch you later. And he's kind of walks away. But it just it was, was improv. It, it was the yeah. hardest sounding head crack I've ever mm. heard. And he's like, "I'm fine. I got it. I catch you on the field." And he walks away. And it's like, did he have a concussion? After right me? after the scene, I think they were like, "Yeah, I had to sit down because like he fully smacked his head, and it was like wild." <laughs> but it's just, it's just yeah. so good that like there's like a scene where like he like kicks the door in and runs back inside when like someone makes a good joke and he goes, "Yes, yes," and like everyone's kind of like and like everyone yells because like, "Oh, he came back really fast!" And, like. But we're, we're going to keep that, though. It just plays so good. Like, the scene's good. It's so organic. The characters are good. Uh, Keely Jones as a PR. Keely is hilarious. It And, like, everyone's accents are just very different. And like Ray said, the football team itself has a lot of, like, variety of players. And you got your players who come from, like, the continent of Africa, from South America. And they each have a scene of, like, discussing their culture and, like, what they're bringing with them. And, like, it could be, like, the culture of, like, superstitions or the culture of, like, mm-hmm. hey, like, I don't do therapy or I don't do this thing. It's, like, they just allow the conversation to be had around them and it just works so well. Uh, and it's just it just also – it's a feel-good show. Like, they definitely, like, have a lot of sad moments. But at the end of the day, it's, like, this really good, feel-good show where it's, like, oh, man, I feel kind of good. Like, I feel like – a little bit better after the show. I feel like it just sort of like lifted my spirits in a way that I wasn't expecting. And like, I like that. That's awesome. Hmm. Ted Lasso. You guys, you guys sold me on it. My mom loved it. I was like, okay, well, you would. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's, that's, that's why it's taking me till now to like actually finally watch it. It's because it, it's, it, it always speaks volumes to me to, to an extent of what is, what, what are the group, what are the people that are telling me to watch a show? And if it's people that like, have similar Ooh, interests right. to me and stuff. I it's I'm sorry if, if it's, this offends other people, but like sometimes they get popped. Those shows get popped up on the list a little bit faster than other people telling me to watch a show. But like when I start hearing it a lot, right. Ted Lasso, I've been hearing right. a lot about since season one, and I've known for a really long time that I probably was right. going to like it because there was a lot of people that I knew had decent opinions on these things, and I knew they just loved these kind of shows. I was like, oh yeah, no, I, I'm going to get to that one. I'm going to get to that one, and then I did, and I was like, dang, I actually, I I appreciate having two seasons to just binge, kind of halfway binge through at that point, but. Also, I do, maybe mm-hmm. I should have got on the show a little bit faster, and I should be listening to these people a little bit more. Uh, apparently, no, it was it's a good show. Jason Sudeikis, I've always loved, uh, and I think that was the biggest reason mm-hmm. why I knew I was going to be into the show, just because he's always just really funny. But the cast around him, the everyone, everyone's great, everyone's so great. <laughs> uh, it's so good. So yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it will. The biggest question is: Is it worth buying Apple TV just for Ted Lasso? And Oof. if once season three comes out, I actually might argue yes. Uh, with just two televisions of a TV show, it's hard mm-hmm. to argue something like that. But um, if we finally get to a world where like they they put like a box DVD set or a Blu-ray set, that's what they are called these days. <laughs> of just like just Ted Lasso. Yeah, Honestly, that might be the better way of getting into this show. But once season three comes out it might be worth just getting an Apple TV thing just to jump on and watch Ted Lasso because it is really good. It is five bucks a month with a seven day free trial. Out of curiosity, is there anything else on Apple TV you guys like? I haven't seen anything I else. Or like, only come for just that. Interested in? I mean, I see the like the trailers for stuff, but I'm I just I, I see that that the Jason Momoa show was on there, right. uh, and, eyes? and there's like some like uh, Will Ferrell show where he plays like a, a therapist on there. The two that there I've, are a lot of them, like nothing like the two I've heard of me lately in. are Succession has popped up as a show, and that's Adam. Um, why can't I think of his last Succession. name right now? That's HBO. Um, it's not. Then I'm thinking of a different show. It's a different show that I'm thinking of. Then is is it, is it Severance? Adam Severance? That's the oh, that's the that. show that I'm thinking of. You're right. Severance. Yeah. Um, that might it's be Adam it. that might be uh, Ben from Parks and Rec. What's his last name? Um, uh, Scott. Ben, Adam Scott. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Scott. That looks like a. It weird, does look like a weird that show. That was a very weird commercial. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on in that either. I, I haven't heard much about that. And the other one that I saw really recently, uh, had, like trailers for. Now I don't remember the name of it, but it's uh, it's been it's it's um, it's John Raffio. Uh, what's his name? I get Ben Schwartz. Uh, I saw Tiffany Haddish in it. I saw Sam Richardson in it. Um, it's oh, yeah. like a murder mystery kind of show, and it looks like it's also kind of weird. Um, and uh, but I was just like, oh, this is another Apple TV show. I won't see this anytime soon. But you know, right. it's right. It, yeah. They got a lot on there. Was there was also a sci-fi show, I think, that came out. I just haven't watched it yet. I mean, they I got a few. Just... They got a few shows in there, but I also feel like I haven't heard of a lot. Like I'm looking at a lot of these, I haven't heard of most of them. Yeah. But I feel like that's probably because right. I don't have Apple TV. Nor do I spend. Nor do I spend time perusing the catalog of like what's next. My great, I'm done with Ted Lasso. Because there's, I'm going there's to go just too much to now, watch but, these days. Right. Like there's like it's all of these streaming watch, things I've been putting out content and like a lot of it is really great and uh, like honestly and because even netflix over the years have had a lot of really good shows hulu's had a lot of really good originals another one that we were about to talk about today that i'll Mm -hmm. kind of segue into is just more content that exists online um only murders in the building Mm -hmm. um it is a hulu original Mm -hmm. it has a really uh it's really meta um and it has a really slightly unsi- un- unlikely cast of Steve Martin, Martin Short. Uh, those two are unlikely. But they've apparently done a bunch of things together over the years that I, I just haven't watched very much oh, of. Yeah. But then they add in Selena Gomez. A at the hip, those and two. Selena Gomez is such a weirdly fantastic balance to the two of them. And uh, that show is, <laughs> that show is hilarious. Uh, another great show. Hmm. Uh, have you seen much of yeah. th- and that? And it's Nathan Amy? Lane too. That's true. Like Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane, Amy Ryan's in there. Um, Tina Fey. Tina Fey's in there a little bit. Yeah. Have you seen any of this show at all? You mean? 
I've seen ads for okay. it, but like I need someone to convince me it's good, and that is why yeah, you exist. No, uh, for, uh, <laughs> listeners, it's it is a show about a podcast, uh, as, uh, and it is very meta about mm, itself. Oh, even better, uh, and it is about it is a it is a very meta show making fun of true crime podcasts. They, the the opening of the show starts with them. They're all individual people. They don't know each other very well. Uh, they all have their own little backgrounds and. And uh, they're all really excited because all three of them are really excited because the last episode of their favorite true crime podcast, which is hosted by Tina Fey, uh, is wrapping up. And they're about mm-hmm. to hear the whole like the mm-hmm. ending of this true crime podcast where they find out this big reveal of who this person was or yada, yada, yada. However, I'm not a big true crime podcast person, but I bet for someone that listens to a lot of these, they're going to be laughing at the first episode at how real it is. Because I bet it's so it gets I bet it I bet it calls them out so hard but anyway uh, there's a big moment where they're all supposed to be like listening to it and they all have like set up their tea that night and they all live in the same apartment complex and they there's a fire alarm goes off they have to leave the building and they all kind of meet up in a cafe and they realize that they all like it and so they start talking about it and they they listen to it all together and yada 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 but they find out that someone was killed in their building that like as they during this thing and so they all decide I'm let's start a true crime podcast about this death that just happened in our building because it doesn't they're saying it's a suicide but it doesn't seem like it's a suicide we saw these things happen like maybe there's something to this and of course because it's a TV show there is something to this and that's the rest of the show is like them getting into what really was going on with this uh, what it turns out to be a murder and so uh it is very funny. They, they, yeah, it's a great whodunit. Uh, they leave you stringing along for the whole season. It's like leaving clues here and there, trying to help, trying to help the viewers figure it out. Um, there's some real, there's a really good episode. Uh, cause I, and it's just funny cause I, I didn't realize this was a stereotype, but apparently, and this is one of the reasons why I brought this up. I don't know if you, you'll remember this emailing. It's, it's apparently a stereotype about deaf people that they have the superpower of being able to read lips. And I don't know if that's true. I don't uh, know enough deaf people in my life, but I don't. Um, I don't think that's I don't think a, that's way a too thing. common in TV. Uh, it's like they all know. I don't think that's a thing either. But this show does it. Hawkeye did it. Um, I could think of probably several mm-hmm. other shows that this turns out to be a quote unquote superpower of deaf people. Um, I guess if it is, hit Ooh. our Instagram and comments. If you can count on more than one hand personally. So people with the superpower, but I just don't believe that that exists. I just can't get behind that. It's got to be a Hollywood thing. Yeah, I, I think it's like listen, there's like some deaf people are skilled at sure. lip reading, but some many aren't. Yeah, because again, like it, it's because speech sounds going to identical lip movements is really difficult, especially if like. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of training that goes into being able to successfully read someone's lips. Like if they're doing a P or a B sound, it's like no one's going to like just like, great, I was uh, deaf as a young child and throughout life I just picked up lip reading naturally. But it's like, no, you have to like do a lot of like specific skilled training on how to look at someone's mouth and decipher all the words they could be and saying I, and like lock it in. So I think, yeah, I, I don't think it's as common as people make it out to be. I, I, I right. appreciate all of the 
exposure to ASL that I've been getting lately. I, I like the I like the diversity. I, I really appreciate it, but like don't bring stereotypes with it, please, Hollywood. That defeats the purpose. That's <laughs> my my cousin's wife, she has a, a hearing thing, and I think what happens is if the room's quiet enough and she's looking directly at you and you're talking, she can kind of figure it out based on what she's sort of hearing in your mouth. That's kind of what I think. I don't think she reads lips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it's like, you know, people do, yeah, but I'm I don't sure think it's they like do. everybody. I'm sure they yeah. do. According to... <laughs> According to Boston University School of Public Health, uh, studies have found that only 30 to 45 percent of deaf individuals uh, can successfully slash understand lip reading. Yeah, that sounds more Mm. like a reasonable percentage that I would have expected, uh, except for Hollywood's like 100% 100 of everything we watch. (laughs) It's it's used every single time. It's like, you can't talk around them because they can read lips. Did you not know that? Oh, they have this secret power. You can't talk around the deaf person because they're secretly reading your lips the whole time. But I also think they do that to make it more accessible for audiences to be like, they can, you know, it's another way for you to understand what the hell is going on. True. that's it's like really very powerful. Like, yeah, I think like it's great when they yeah. want to like put you in like their shoes of like accessibility to where like they like there's there's like right. episodes where like they drop like the audio where no one's saying anything and you're just kind right. of like in this kind of like cacophonous uh, space where they, like where it just, it just just there's no sound. And I think that's awesome. Right. I think they just don't want it to be like cool. Like we don't want the viewer to feel completely confused and people are right. talking, but it's like hey. That's a lot more accurate if, like, you just do a full, like, scene for 10 minutes where people are talking around you. There's no captions. And the camera right. just, like, is just doing its thing and moving. You're like, wait, what are they saying? And it's like, no, no, no. You're going to be fully immersed in this world of someone who can't read lips right now. Speaking of which, did you guys see The Quiet Place 2? On, uh, I have not yet. <clears throat> oh, I forgot there was a sequel to that. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't watch that one. Did they continue I, doing I, that thing? They sort of. Uh, it kind of ends the same way the first one did. Um, Again with the with the hearing aid. It, yes. Damn, the hearing aid is. I, t- I told Cat it was like the it was basically this white family coming in and destroying this like peaceful little community and and murdering a, a father of a black family by accident. Wait, horrible. they murdered a black family by accident. <laughs> Like they like the father was helping them and he got gets killed. And I was like, you just let him get killed. He was like helping you. And Diamond Hans. And, and and you watched his, his his kid get like 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 his kid has no father now. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Y'all suck. <laughs> this is the worst. You guys are horrible. I hate you all. Yeah, I've never don't, seen that. Don't one. do a part three. <laughs> Please God, don't do a part three. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. Well, hey, there's there's your there's John Krasansky for it. You know, you gotta send him that that piece of feedback. No, but they he was literally in like the like a flashback scene. I'm like, why are you here? You're dead. <laughs> He's gotta make a scene. And then the thing again, I was like, what what was the point of that flashback scene? I mean, I get it, what it was for, but still, I was like, you just had to make your little debut like M Night Shyamalan or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to. Way to go. Way to go, John. 
Oh boy. Anyway, sorry. That's all good. I think those are definitely two correlation things of like the the whole lip reading superpower things of like, cool, like when you lose one sense, you unlock multiple senses. And it's like, great. We know that you want to empower folks, but you can't also be like, cool, you now now become a superhuman. Your body has fully like gone daredevil style. Like we're doing this. Are you blind? You have 10 times as much strength. It's like, great. You can ground folks (laughs) in realism and still bring to light like difficulty. That's that's also acceptable. They're also human beings as well. <laughs> Instead well, of being a, like meta humans, all, all, all of a sudden. There's a new movie called. It's up for a bunch of awards. That's has people who who do sign language at, least, at the very least. I know I don't know about lip reading, but I, I know it's up for. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. I haven't watched it, but I know it exists and it's out in the world. Um, that might be something to check out if you're curious about other forms of nonverbal uh, talking. And I, once you got that title, film. Sp- sling it our way. It's Coda. Oh, Coda. Yeah, that one. Uh, I feel like I have heard oh, of that one. E-O-D-A. And it's on yeah. Apple TV. Is it there really? you go. More reason That's to funny. watch Apple TV. <laughs> we are now promoting Apple Apparently. TV now on this podcast. Who thought that day would come? Apparently. circle. <laughs> oh, man. man. This cast is... Uh, very uh, one colored, also. Mm. Yeah, I haven't seen that much of it, but it did look kind of yeah. white. I, the, this, I'm, just, I'm just making an observation. <laughs> I'm not trying to say anything bad about these Apple TV shows, other than the observation that a lot of them are uh, <laughs> lack some diversity in the cast. Uh, at least the ones that I have that have been brought You're to my wrong. attention, uh, at least. Uh, yeah, Shrug is, oh, uh, Apple TV. is right. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-mm-mm. Diversify, Apple. Yeah. Uh, agreed. King and Michael Key have one on there too. I just, I just know that I'm thinking about it. He had a show, Smigadoon. That was the name of that one. It was like, it was oh, like it's supposed oh, to be a, me- a musical. Right. I, I, uh, it was a, yeah. I now I'm thinking about more. That was weird. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard it was weird. <laughs> that was weird. I heard it was weird. Um, I didn't finish it, but it was weird. 1940s <laughs> musical. Wow. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's uh, yeah. Cicely Strong and Keegan. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, it's, that's fun. I don't I don't know how it ended. I'm hoping it ended well. <laughs> At least this cast is somewhat brown. Yeah, it is. It is. But that's because King of Michael Key was yes, there. It is. Yeah. <laughs> that's also true. It's also very much true. Because um, he probably was like, oh, this cannot be that white. And it's got Alan goddamn coming. I mean, you got oh, me. Yeah, Alan yeah, yeah. I mean, I love that man. I mean, if you like musicals, and Martin I Short, recommend it. And Fred Armisen, yeah. so you got a whole um, band right there. Fred Armisen is always down to do a quick impromptu song. He did great on uh, Portlandia, so this man is set for it. Oh, God, Portlandia. Portlandia. <laughs> yes, uh, that's another quality show. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> the, just a lot of content out in the world. I mean, just We were taking some time tonight to at least hit some of those, uh, some of these shows we've been watching that have just kind of been on the list that, that, you know, if you if you need some new stuff, if you need some differences, uh, that one only merges on the you building. You want to buy a whole new streaming service. Only merges on the building was on Hulu, though. And you grab Hulu all the time. So. It is on Hulu. All right. Well, Hulu. Get your but. friends login. Get your friends login, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Get your Hulu on. 
But let's just pivot. I mean, we we've done great shows. Ray, I would love to hear uh on the tilt angle, what's uh what you've been playing as of late? I know, you know, Cyberpunk was your jam, so oh, I'd gosh. love to hear what's taking <laughs> Um, you just trying to trigger me now there's the total sound Um, I uh, at the beginning of the year the first new game of the year was a game that I was trying to get to for a long time Uh, I haven't played in a series of Mm -hmm. games since the 8th series eighth game back on the PS2 I remember playing Dragon Quest 8 and I had no idea what I was getting myself into back then uh, other than I really wanted wanted an RPG at the time. and I knew the art style looked really similar. And then I grabbed the game. And of course, Dragon Quest has kind of always been, uh, most of the character design has always come from the great mangaka named Akira Toriyama. Uh, you might recognize his name uh, because he is the yeah. mangaka from Dragon Ball, um, among Dragon Ball. a few other things, I believe. But Ooh. he's always done character design on the Dragon Quest series. And uh, you can, if you look, if you put Dragon Ball characters and Dragon in Dragon Quest characters right next to each other, you'd be Identical. like, oh yeah, this is this is a Kiritoriyama. Um, uh, but you've made the new art for Dragon Ball Z probably. Yeah, so, <laughs> but you've probably seen uh, slimes before if you are into JRPGs at all. There's these, there's these blue little like bulbous Hershey Kiss looking creatures um, that are just eyeballs oh. and a smiley face. Um, they are they are like the iconic creature from this series. Uh, but Dragon Quest is... That's where I've seen that from. Okay. Yeah, Dragon Quest is very much uh, just a classic JRPG. This is... I just finished playing Dragon Quest XI. Mm-hmm. It came out closer to 2017, I think. Um, and... This oh. has been on. This has been out in the world. It's been making games since the. I think the Nintendo or the Super Nintendo. I'd have to look up which one Dragon Quest One came out on. But it's an old series. It has been out just as long as Fire Emblem and Final Fantasy and Tales and all these other JRPGs that have just been out for a very long time. Um, and this game, Dragon Quest, uh, has it has like a it has a fairy tale vibe to it. It has that very typical JRPG feeling of. Like you're running around and uh, trying to save the world and you get your colorful group of companions to help you and you are, you know, leveling up and saving the day and uh, fighting monsters and all sorts of stuff. Uh, Dragon Quest XI mm-hmm. is a fantastic game if you're looking for a new JRPG to kind of sp- spice things up a little bit. Um, they did... Uh, some of the cool stuff that this game does that I really love is if you're not a fan of random encounters, uh, this game uh, helps you avoid random encounters. Um, there is some nice uh, oh. quality of life things like you just uh, I just hold the R2 button and it just the character does a full on sprint in the world and you can just hold it down and you just will run around you can run around monsters in figure eights and they'll like never catch you um and so it's just really nice of you have like already gotten through an area and you aren't really trying to fight anything else you're just trying to get back to the boss real fast it's just real nice to be able to just zoom past everybody um literally zoom is one of the spells with some nice uh fast travel uh in there and like you the it's just a solid little game i love the characters uh 
dialogue is pretty entertaining sometimes uh one of my favorite characters is silvando in this game he's like the circus uh acrobat mm. who is very Sivando. flamboyant and is uh very very great and very hilarious of a character he's definitely one of the best ones in that cast uh, uh dragon quest also does this thing where they have like this is very obviously the persian world this is very obviously the viking world this is very obviously the japanese world this is very obviously like it is, they just take some some high, this is very obviously the game of thrones european like world like uh, it's it's kind of funny how they do some of those things in this world there's a there's the ice pl- place there's the beach place there's this uh, your classic JRPG tropes in there. Uh, great game, though. I've had a lot. I had a lot of. I had a lot of fun with it. I think I'm going to wrap up some in-game stuff on it uh, real soon this year. But um, I think, and I think I spent close to 60 hours getting through the main story. Uh, mm. Very good. Good time. I would recommend it to a lot of people that love JRPGs. Nice. What I love is that the main character looks like uh, Trunks before he dyed his hair purple. He does. He has a he has a Trunks vibe to him. At least him on in the cover, game. it looks like. He, yeah, uh, he definitely he does. Sword. I was like, wait, is this Trunks? <laughs> it looks dope. I also see it's like it's on Steam. It is for like forty. That's what I played it on. But was on you can Steam. also get the demo for free. But it's on it's on okay. Switch. It's on PlayStation. This is uh, there's a definitive edition that ex- that is out that is honestly the only. I mean, and that's mm-hmm. I'm just the other thing that I liked about this game and why I knew I wanted to play it once I remembered about it was it had been out so long. Um, I heard that when mm-hmm. it first came out, the the orc the the music in the game was kind of a more of a meaty style. Um, but w- me playing this game, it has a full the, to- the Tokyo Symphony Orchestra. It's one of the one of the things that the Tokyo Symphony Orchestra did the entire music nice. of the game. Like it's all orchestral versions. It's really uh, it's really That's good. So. Um, so I'm sure there's some other. There was a whole section of the game where I. Uh, I, I like I ended up looking up this whole section was like added and it like it's a mo- it's one of those JRPG moments where like the party is in different spots for a little bit of time but and I guess in the original version of the game mm-hmm. you don't get to see where the other characters are during that time period and the definitive edition that I'm playing you take a little bit of time to see what is going on with every single character um, and that that it's just there's just like, I'm sure there's other little nice quality of life things that I didn't uh, that I didn't know that I got bonus in this game because of it was it was a definitive edition as opposed to the original version. More reason to wait for games. Just nice. to be honest here. Hey, that's also true. So it looks like you it looks like you go from eight bit to like these like really like amazing cutscenes or is the fight scene also the exact same way? You can play either way. There's a you can play the entire game in that 3D what? mode, it, like that is very open world. It feels open world, but it's more JRPG, honestly. But you can play in that mode, mm-hmm. or you can play in 2D mode, which is the old school style of Dragon Quest games, Whoa. where you're running around in 2D and it's all pixel art mm-hmm. and and everything mm-hmm. is happening in that kind of style. Yeah, no, that's a that is just a setting. You can just that's choose cool. how you want to play. 
All right. I love that option. Like, cool. You can get either or. That's real. I fully was thinking like, oh, that's cool. Like you go in this 8-bit and then as soon as you get in a battle, it's like 3D. But that's super awesome that you can like pick and choose if you want to go retro yeah. or if you want to go for You can play the first 10 hours one way and then the next 10 hours the other way and switch back and forth. It's not very hard to switch. Oh, that's dope. And I got to see these cutscenes look really damn good. Like it just looks really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I gotta confirm, is it as beautiful as it is in these little screen Yeah, rats? Definitely. There's some that are some of those you're probably looking at are your typical JRPG, like we made this cutscene look really good because mm-hmm. we just computer generated all of these <laughs> graphics in this moment. But like the in-game cutscenes are still very well done. Uh they and they look really nice and mm-hmm. they're the game is very colorful. Um and which just adds to like the fairy tale vibe of the world and and everything. Nice. Okay, that's dope. I really, I might have to check that out. Add that to my my uh, my switch items there. Solid game. A solid game from the tilt. We love that. <laughs> Raymond approval. Hey. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Uh, the finger on the trigger was great. All right. Um, so I told y'all um, off off camera that I have some questions for you as we get towards the end of All this. Right. So here we go. Here are Marlin's queries. Oh, no. In the first... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even say it. <laughs> he was already prepared for disaster. He's like, oh, He's like, oh God. <laughs> Why? Why did I come no, tonight? Give me a chance. Give me a chance. Okay, mm. here we go. Who would win in a battle? The battle can be on a desolate world where, you know, there are no casualties around. And the two sides that you're going to pick from are... The Transformers, Autobots, and or Decepticons versus the Pacific Rim Jaegers. Now, both of these are huge robot battles. Just put it out there. They're, they're both huge robot fights. One of them, of course, is manned and operated by uh, two people so they can brain sink and fight. But who do you think is taking that W? The Transformers or the Pacific Rim Jaegers and why? Small over there, bit. Definitely Optimus Prime. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I don't think okay, the humans okay. have a chance. Is there against a specific the Transformers. version you're picking? Or are you also going for the Michael Bay no, version? No, because I, I, there's not a, <laughs> I'm not pulling the tr- the Michael Bay version specifically. I'm just taking Transformers as a whole. I don't know that franchise as well as other mm. people know that franchise. So I can't back them up very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely <laughs> think, uh, from what I know of that franchise, the Pacific Rim people would like they would lose to uh, they would lose to like Bumblebee and and Starscream and like a couple of them just teaming up all together. Like I don't think they would stand a chance. Starscream. I really don't think they would stand a chance. <laughs> I like that. What you got? E? Probably the same. The Again, same. I don't. I I don't know enough about the other franchise enough to like be like for sure like they would win. I don't. I've seen one movie. So I mean, you're not missing meh. much. It was meh. <laughs> did you watch so the first part like, or did you watch the sequel of Pacific Rim? Because the sequel definitely I, is worse. I watched the first one. I watched the okay. first one. Okay, the first one still is okay. Uh, and I've seen way more Transformers movies throughout my life. That's <laughs> true. That <is laughs> so true. I definitely have more and more. I don't know. I, I, yeah, probably. 
probably the Autobots. Probably, yeah. Okay, that's understandable. Um, yeah, I, I think I would have to agree. I think Transformers would win only, I think, because uh, they're robots and the Jaegers have to have those human people and they're operating them. And I guess the like it's a big uh, weak point. It's like, great, just aim for use the cockpit. Your just aim for, or, <laughs> use your air or aim for the cockpit. Is like the one. Like if like I feel like Optimus Prime has been shown getting punched through the chest and still getting back up. Like I'm gonna keep going, but like if you punch a Jaeger in the chest, those people are gonna get crushed. And it's like that's pretty much it. Yep. They've been they've been turned to paste in that chest in the little cavity there. So it's pretty much a wrap for the Transformers. I'll agree with that one. Uh, and then my last query of Marlon's queries is if there could be a book or graphic novel that could be turned into a live action or animated feature film or short, what book do you think deserves that notoriety? Mouse. Oh, Mouse. The book that just got banned? Yeah. yeah. Does Mouse have a short already? I don't well, know. I think, I think Mouse has, has, <laughs> has like one of those really like 90s like flip things of like, we're going to uh, turn the page and they're going to like move a but little that's bit. That's what I would pick. Also, like, so are you thinking more of like the secret of Nim Treatment, where it's like full colors and like really like zooming in type stuff? No, I think I would keep it closer to the style that mm-hmm. it is in the book, but just more. This is the book by <laughs> Art Spiegelman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Book where the the mice happen to be uh, in the Holocaust and the cats or yeah. the Germans. Oh, I have heard of this before. Okay, I like yes. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need to read this. I remember reading yeah. that and be like, this is not a graphic novel I thought it was going to be. It's good. I think it's, too, I feel like it's two books. It might be. Mm. I, I read it in when I was it might in, be, yeah. an undergrad. Mm-hmm. It was the only book in that class that I liked. The rest was bullshit. I was like, this is the only good thing worth reading. <laughs> this is the only book I want to read. <laughs> the only mouse. thing worth reading is this fucking, these books. The rest of this right. is like garbage. Ray, does it, there's a, a book or graphic novel uh, pop in your mind is like, that would be a great film to watch or a great show to watch. Um, That's dangerous because there's some things out there that I Ooh. don't want to say out loud Dangerism. because Hollywood's going to ruin it. Um, one example <laughs> that, that's also one true. example that being true. for what they were and for the age of the writer and all of that stuff I really loved the Aragon books um, and but they Ooh. they made a movie out of that and it was trash and horrible and it kind of ruined the it idea is. of it ever one being was done <laughs> other than that but um, one of the things one of the books uh uh, that one of the trilogies I'm trying to get through this year um, is, uh, mm-hmm. is uh, and I just finished the first book, and I think they could probably do a decent job of this, and it'd be really cool what it looks like. Um, the first book is called Akata Witch. Yes, I'm saying the right title. The first Ooh. book is called Akata Witch. Akata Witch. Um, Nnedi Okafor is the author, um, Nigerian American um, author. She's this. The third book just came mm-hmm. out like a month ago in that little trilogy. Um, it gives it gives a good uh, uh, like secret world of magic vibe that 
uh, everybody loves so much that like mm-hmm. uh, behind the hidden from the rest of the muggles, quote unquote, um, to use uh, maybe not the best analogy, <laughs> but one <laughs> that everybody muggles. knows very quickly. Um, uh, <laughs> hidden from the world uh, mm-hmm. is a world of magic, uh, sorcerers and wizards and yada yada. And this is it taking place in uh, Nigeria. And it's a pretty it's a pretty good book. I, I enjoyed the first Ooh. one. I'm about to start the okay. second one later on. I caught a witch? No. A-K-A-T-A. Akata. Oh. Which is apparently oh. a Nigerian term <laughs> for... It's apparently a Nigerian derogatory term for dumb American, basically. <laughs> um, or maybe oh. black American. But like, it, it doesn't get used in that Dang. way in this book. But I, I learned about that okay. term from this. I don't know if that's true as it's used in Nigeria or not because I haven't been there and I don't know very Ooh, many can, Nigerians. But... Can you send me the link because sure. I'm not writing this correctly into, into the internet. Sure. <laughs> AKA post a link on, on Instagram about this AKA book now. Kata. I like that. AKA AKATA. I like that. Let me give a I'll just give a better link to it. Kata Witch. It has an image of a really uh of a of a African woman with green eyes and uh, a little beetle on her forehead. Yeah, she's albino. It's part of the story. Yeah. Nice. Okay, I like that. So that would be like a TV show or a movie. I mean, yeah, if you're gonna do it, do it a TV show, please. Don't ruin it in a movie. Mm-hmm. But it it could probably be done in a movie. Just it would probably be done poorly. That's true. I mean, that's fair. That is fair. As they all do. That is fair. All right. I like that. Okay. I think for me, I'm going to go as far back as I can remember. There's one book series that I think in enthralled me. Uh, and to this day, I, I remember I picked it up a while ago and I was like, oh, this book is still hits. This is still a good hitter book. Uh, the Redwall series from Brian Jacques, I think, was a missed opportunity on like a really interesting like kid or like PG-13 Game of Thrones-esque book that featured animals. Um, so it like the Redwall series, it involves like these like mice who are like these little knights trying to defend the kingdom from like these weasels and these bats or these like basically the vermin creatures that aren't mice are like trying to like harm their, 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 their capital. And everyone's looking for these badgers because the badgers in this world are like amazing fighters but they're also don't reproduce as often so like there are just like very few of them so if you can find a badger they will like turn the tide of the war because they have the strength of like a hundred men and so a lot of the books involve like these creatures trying to like fight off and like these battles are huge like these creatures are like pulling up with like trebuchets and like using like siege tactics and like strangling each other so it's like this very interesting like kids book that uh is like borderline game of thrones and i would <laughs> love to see someone do a tv show where these like very hyper violent creatures are like full-on fighting each Wait, other it just it might like be on you might be getting your wish uh, is what is, i'm seeing <gasps> gonna it's serious? apparently going to be on Netflix as an original movie, is what I'm seeing. Uh, oh, Marlon, they heard you. Yes. They heard you. Oh wow! Oh hell yeah! Oh. Netflix is an up and coming adaptation. <gasps> yeah. All right, so you don't have to. Wait, you don't have to wait too long for that. What's the name again? It's it's called Redwall. It's from Brian Redwall. Jacques, and apparently, yeah, they're going to be going to do it. They're, they're, oh, it's wow. going to be awesome. 
Yes. The oh. universe loves you so much. Yo, this is going to be what honestly, if they do it right, there are a ton of books about this, about that this guy wrote. Like he wrote a bunch of them. So they do it right. Like this could be really fun. Um, and again, again, this is, it's animals being violent, like hyper violent, but they're animals. So it's like, it's very interesting to kind of read a story about a mouse that like, like Martin the mouse takes on like a giant weasel and wins because he's like super smart. He outsmarts the weasel and like is able to like right. jump around. Like there are these like jackrabbits that specifically punch and are just literally that's what their tribe does and they roll into battle and like sidekick people in like the ankles and like punch them in the back of the head and it's just like amazing so i'm all for Redwall. that's being that's being made and i hope they do it well so we can get more of these because these books were insane y'all they had everything but like sex so it was just it was wild hmm but yeah, thank you both for answering my questions. I'll try to come up with some with some new ones next time we record. I like this. I like this little hey. surprise Marlin thing. Marlin's queries. He 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 yeah he. I got a he question for you. I got a question <laughs> he, for oh, you. Never mind. He, I was about to say he held himself back that time and didn't come on a song, but then he did it. So you know. <laughs> I had to. It was. It was. It, it felt. It felt unfinished. I was like, I got. I got to add a little duty to that. You know. I feel like. Yeah, I had to. I'm gonna stop now. But yeah, that's all I got for y'all on the, on the queries. Until next time, the queries will be uh, quelled or quashed oh for the God. moment. Um, I'll quit um, and let uh, Quiet. Ray, uh take the helm here. <laughs> Quiet. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, thanks listeners for, uh, <laughs> listening to another show. Uh, we appreciate you coming back every week and putting us on and laughing at our silliness. Um, if you're looking for us more, check out our Instagram and our Facebook. Um, and, uh, I don't know how she does this every week, but uh, make sure to uh, stay calm. Uh, Remember the golden rule. Uh, Have other people be your friends and geek on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.